Hey, this is Adam Green, the director of Hatchet, and you're listening to WithoutYourHead.com. Thank you guys for watching One Must Fall. Sorry for a little bit of delay here, but uh, it was a really cool movie. I've seen it before, and I'm joined here by Julie Striebel, Sarah, the lead, and One Must Fall. It was very cool to have you here. Well, it is very cool to have you. <laughs> Hi there. <laughs> so how did you get involved in the movie? So um, Antonio had posted a like a casting call on Facebook and multiple um, – my cat's on my computer again. Apologies. <laughs> um, she, he had posted um, a casting call on like multiple networks or groups on Facebook. And I read the description and I was like, oh, I, I could fit this. And then I submitted a video and I figured he would probably get hundreds of auditions. And so I didn't think much of it. And then he emailed me and wanted to meet up and I was like, Oh, okay. He must be like, I don't know, narrowing it down or something. And then he offered me the role and I was like, Oh cool. So I didn't actually know him beforehand. I knew mm-hmm. of him because here locally he's kind of a big deal, <laughs> but in Louisville, mm-hmm. Louisville sure. is local. But yeah. Um, yeah. So that was, that was kind of how I got involved. So how much did you know about the movie when he posted about it? Um, I think he said that it was a horror film. Um, but it, I, to me, it felt like he was focusing on actual like character development and um, having a story to where you care <laughs> about what happens to the characters, and um, that was appealing to me. But I didn't, I think, know how gory it was going to be um, until we got into it. Uh-huh. Um, so. <laughs> so, for the audition, was it uh, anything from the script? It was. It was. Um, so. Um, the, I did a few scenes. So one was the scene where Brad fires me, um, which was a fun thing to audition and even more fun to film once we had, cause my, cause I know JP who plays the bot, my, the boss, Brad, yeah, we're friends in real life. Movie, the I, yeah. I love JP. <laughs> and so that was really fun to do with him. But so we did that scene where he fires me, um, the scene in the office where he's asking for my number. Um, cause I remember having to say the line, I would rather suck the fart out of my own ass. Right. I wrote in my notes. It was quite yes. a line. Yeah. Um, I, that was the line I got to say that was very memorable for me. Uh-huh. And, um, the, I would assume it's the first time you got to say that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was not a common line of other things I had done. Um, yeah. And then also I'm trying to think the other, uh, thing was when Alton and I are talking, um, like after we've both been fired and I have the line about by the, I can't remember at this point, but it's the eighties um, stuff referencing. So anyway, uh, yeah, I had those like, I think three scenes, but I didn't have any of the 
horror stuff mm-hmm. in my audition. Yeah. Are you a horror movie fan at all? So, um, yes. It's funny because historically I've said no, only because I'm a huge baby. Uh-huh. Um, I'm very squeamish. And so I watch them like this because like it's, I can hear whatever, but visuals get me and specifically like creepy face stuff. Like can't, I can't deal with face stuff or like contortions. Like a lot of common horror things <laughs> freak me out. So, but like I was looking, I was looking at your background. Like I love the thing. I love alien, like alien and the thing are my two top, but I, but I guess they're not horror person. I don't know. I think some people don't yeah, like some people get like, uh, I'm not really a big, uh, stickler for genre people get like mad if you call yeah. i was like i don't know i like yeah the so they're more really all matters <laughs> yeah. yeah um but i like when i was younger i don't want to say i guess i grew up but i was a big hitchcock fan growing up which is you know that's by no means horror to what, compared to what we have today but like psycho the birds rear window huge fans of those so um, I grew up and I, I read Goosebumps books re- like growing up. So I've always been into like spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it, I, I never really consider myself a horror fan just cause I'm such a baby about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know I've kind of slowly over the years gotten more acclimated. So the thing about horror I, though, I, there I, is I, a I lot love... of like different types of horror. It's not like all yeah. slasher. Yeah. Or, you know, no, time. it's so cool. Well, and two, the cool thing, it's, it's similar to comedy in terms of it's, it's personal preference, you know, mm-hmm. because like, I'm, I'm scared by a number of things, but like, oh gosh, like I loved Babadook. Um, but when it got to the ending, I don't want to spoil the ending in case anyone hasn't seen it. But like, when it got to the ending, I was like, oh, well, he just, that's okay. Like, I just was okay <laughs> with it. Like, I'm uh-huh. a very, it's very psychological, like the minute some, I don't know. Um, the minute like a monster becomes like, you know, oh, they're just an animal. I'm like, oh, well, they just need a hug. Mm-hmm. That, you know, like I just, I love it. Um, but I love stuff that makes you feel and I like mm-hmm. the psychological stuff. So, so yes, I guess the answer is yes. I apologize. <laughs> That's <laughs> my right. answer. <laughs> yeah. She said you didn't know, uh, you know, as, uh, as gory as it is. Uh, did you know that it was uh, as comedic? Like when you're in the movie, did you did you know that it was played for? I know you have that line and stuff, but did you know yeah. that a lot a lot of it is uh, comedic? Yeah. Um, whenever I, because I didn't see the actual script until after I had. Um, well, no, I think he. So he and I met for coffee and like talked through it. Um, you know, and I like laid out like, is is this torture porn? Because I do have a day job. You know, like I can't. Right, you know right. that kind of thing. Um, and anyway, and so we laid out some of the basics and then he sent me the script and then I was, and so I did at that point get to read it before I signed on and I was like, oh yeah, like I love this. This is really fun. Yeah. And what's interesting is that, you know, well, it doesn't really start off comedic cause you do have a, you know, a kill right yeah. away, but a lot of it's comedic, but then the villain I think is so uh, evil and, yes. uh, and he, and, uh, and you were talking about you feel for the characters and I think uh, the comedic aspect really helps for that. Cause then you, you're, right. you're into the, everyone. So you don't. So when things start to happen, you actually feel bad as opposed to some movies where it's almost like you're just watching it to see the kills. Yeah. Well, and you know, and the kills are really interesting. Um, And you know, it depends on your personal preference, but like for me personally, I want to care about the characters because if there aren't any stakes, it's like, Oh, they got killed. Who really cares? Mm -hmm. Um, But if you can have, if you can accomplish both, have a cool kill scene, but also have some stakes so that, because that's a thing. If you have characters that people can relate to, you know, um, 
you know, like, I think that, like, Alton's an interesting character. Like, I think I, I personally could relate to Sarah in a few different ways. And so, to me, that's relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I have a biased outlook, though, on the movie. <laughs> but, yeah, so I think I, I liked how Antonio did that. Yeah. I know in the chat there was a, a lot of people who were looking forward to, uh, to Brad's demise. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Um, he, yeah, it was, if you knew JP in real life, you would, he's, he's just the sweetest guy in real yeah, life. I was going to say, I hope he's not so much funny. like the character. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're going to say, if you knew him in real life, he's exactly like he is in the movie. No, no, <laughs> no. <it's not> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, what about the gore? Uh, especially, uh, we just watched a movie, so there will be some spoilers here, but you know, the, the big scene where you get your, I think that's really unexpected, first of all, because, yeah. you know, you leave the character, you think, you know, right. this is the final girl. Obviously, she's not going to get uh, killed. You don't get killed, but you still get, uh, you know, cut up. Yeah. No. Um, so that's actually something I do like about it because, um, so have you seen How to Train Your Dragon? No, I've not, actually. It's, well... I won't spoil it then, right. but that's, it's a good movie. I'm not a big DreamWorks fan. I'm more of a Pixar fan, okay. <laughs> but, but no, it's a good movie. It's fun. Um, it's got dragons in it, but they're all I will say is that I, I like it when you have a protagonist who's the lead character and they go through something, but they are not unscathed. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. Um, and so, yeah, like a lot of that was most people had that reaction of like, I wasn't expecting that. And I'm like, I know. And so, <laughs> um, but so that, but yeah, all practical effects. Um, it took hours to do that. Um, yeah, Vincent was our amazing special effects artist. And he started out uh, putting on like a muscle to look like muscle or whatever. And so like, you know, using, I think it was spirit gum maybe, but using a bunch of sticky stuff to put it on my face. And then we went up there to the um, room we were filming. And so I laid down and then he started pouring this goo. <laughs> I don't know. It was, I guess, sort of just red goo. And he started pouring it and he was being really careful. He was very, very um, considerate the entire time. But then at one point, gravity took over and it just went into my eye and I'm wearing contact lenses and it's like, we have to film like three more hours. I can't have stained, you know, contact. So I just like shut my eyes. <laughs> and at one point they were like, are you going to open your eyes? And I was like, no, I'm sorry. Like I, I don't want to get it stained. And they were like, okay, cool. Let's hurry this along. And anyway, and then at one point, yeah, like I will say I got a little ca- claustrophobic because like the goo went on my nose, my eyes. And so then I was just like, breathing through my mouth but Uh anyway it's a whole thing of like you just separate yourself and put your mind elsewhere or whatever and they were everyone was really considerate though like during the whole process um yeah and then we had to go downstairs and take it off and then he had to clean my face off and then put on the staples so we did like all of that I think it was all in one night yeah it was all in one night yeah had you ever done any like heavy makeup like that before Um, not to that extent. I've done other stuff where I've done like zombie makeup where they put, um, essentially like latex to look like, uh, like your skin's coming off or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I've had, so I've had stuff done before. It really exfoliates the skin. Let me tell you. Um, but I've had that done before, but not, not to that extent Mm -hmm. and not by an, like an LA special effects artist. So, (laughs) right. Yeah. No, uh, uh, Barry, uh, who plays the killer in the movie, uh, he's awesome in the movie as well. Yeah. And actually, the whole cast is, is great, yourself included. But okay. uh, 
So like, uh, you know, the big scene, not only him, you know, cutting you and stuff, but just the, the dialogue I think is, is great there. And so yeah. what was it like to, you know, to work with him and which is uh, actually is harder. I, I would assume the, uh, the more emotional acting is harder than, you know, it, um, I was actually, yeah, it can be, I think it's a whole, I, it depends on the actor. Um, but like for me, it was really nice. Like Barry's wonderful. First of all, like, I'm not just saying that like he, I could not have asked for a better scene partner for that specific scene because, you know, something I've told people before, I'm going to geek out about acting for a second. Um, so with acting, intimacy is not just a sex scene. Intimacy is a fight scene. It's a com it's a comedic scene. You have to have trust with your actor to know that they got you. You know, if in a fight scene especially, because I can get dangerous if you don't trust each other and if you've not rehearsed it and like know what, what know what to expect. Um and so there's a lot of there has to be a lot of trust there. And Barry and I luckily um in the setup for that scene, he and I were running lines and he obviously has a bunch of monologues throughout the entire film. And he and I were running lines and just talking through and in terms of him saying, okay, are you okay if I do this? And, you know, just talking beforehand, he was very respectful and, um, and very caring, you know, and I'm laying, you know, so we filmed it in January. And so it's like, it's not heated. It's a stone floor. And I'm like laying there and he was very, you know, everyone was very caring, considerate, but he was very caring the entire time. And so we would do this scene. And I think the fact that we were able to, um, talk through it beforehand. So to get, to get into it. And then when it came time to actually film, like I, I've like, I've had to cry before, like on stage or in film, um, and sometimes it's a struggle. Sometimes I have to think about an animal dying or something, you know, I have to think about something really sad to actually get into it. But with this, I was able to just be in the scene and in the moment. And, um, and yeah, and he would like, there's a wonderful behind the scenes picture that, um, our BTS photographer got, uh, Steve Squall. He got a picture of us afterwards. Like as soon as we finally finished all the dialogue before we, I had to go downstairs and get special effects. Um, like Barry helped me stand up and we just hugged each other. We just like hugged it out. I'm like crying and we just like hugged it out and he like kissed my cheek and I was just like, Oh, this is the best, you know, cause again, could not ask for a better scene partner. Cause it's so crucial to have that trust, you know, between the two, because for my character, I'm, I'm being very vulnerable. I'm crying and he's obviously trying to kill me, you know? So it was just great mm -hmm. from that perspective. Is that his real uh, accent, which we may find out oh, here no. in a second? All right. No, no, um, no. He he just. I want to say it was not a part of. I don't think Antonio wrote it that way initially, um, but he uh, just kind of came up with it. Oh, there's Barry now. Yeah, it's odd because I start. I I didn't know he was on when I started asking that question. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> But as soon as I did, I was like, I guess we'll find out here momentarily. <laughs> I'm not sure he knows we're on here. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hey. He's hiding Sorry, in the shadows. Was, uh, I know. That's, okay. that's what, oh, I that's see what killers do. <laughs> <laughs> that's what they do. Uh, I'm going to go to my studio. I was in there all day, and I'm sorry I'm getting on a little late here. That's okay. I hear but, uh, while he's uh, getting out there, because you said about, you know, it was in January, and I did notice you could see people's breasts. Yeah, so that I, was so, real. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, was, that, was that difficult, or does that add to the atmosphere, like it being so cold? Um, I mean, it was, I mean, so the good thing is, well, poor Barry was in a t-shirt. 
Um, so he was probably colder than we were, but the rest of us were able to layer up to, to an extent beneath our hazmat suits. Um, and they, they did like, they gave us like blankets and, um, they had a big, like a shop, like a, a mechanic shop, like, um, jet fuel heater thing. I'm terrible at describing this. Um, but they had a big heater for us that we got to listen to in between, um, or I'm not listening to, I'm sorry, that we got to use in between takes. But, um, yeah, it was challenging at times, but it was also, it looks good. <laughs> yeah. It was challenging to work in at times, but it ultimately looks good and that's what matters. Yeah, I, I agree. It does look good. <laughs> I, I really like a, a scene where it's the montage of you guys like cleaning up uh, one of the rooms, like oh, yeah. burning matter and stuff. So, like, I, I guess, like, how long did did you film? You know, to to cut that into a montage. That was um. So we were in that. That was on. Um. That was all in one day. Um. So we. That was actually pretty quick. Um. Come to think of it, but yeah, the, all the so all the scenes where the suicide in the house. Um, that was all in one day because we only had that location that one day and it was like a nine hour shoot, maybe 10 hours. Like it wasn't super long. Um, but the, yeah, the montage went pretty quickly and a lot of it was kind of improvised in terms of like Todd, Todd like improvised, like opening the bag of chips and like eating the chips. So yeah, he was hilarious. Barry, you're here with us. I'm here, brother. All right. Very good. So I'd actually, you know, uh, just asked Julie about the accent, if that was your real accent. So I didn't know <laughs> the time. So what was the decision to, uh, to come up with that accent for the killer? Well, um, you know, it's interesting that I, I found out about this, uh, the audition on um, Backstage, which is one of the uh, platforms actors use. But it's not it's not like the main it's not like actors access or something like that where that's usually what the agents use. So I was just browsing around one day and I found um, Antonia's post and I, and I read the description. I went, ooh, mm -hmm. that sounds really great. And then I got the script. When I read the script, I was like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and immediately I thought of um, Antonio Banderas uh in skyfall and there's a great scene where i don't know if you've seen that where he comes down the elevator the elevator doors open up james bond is sitting in a chair tied up and antonio banderos comes walking toward him and has this, this wonderful monologue and of course he's spanish um and i i immediately thought when i read the script that um this guy should have a, a Spanish accent. So I worked on it and that's why I did my audition. And, um, it was, it was awesome. Cause I mean, you know, Antonio's like, he is the most positive person I've ever met in my life. And, um, he makes you feel really great. Uh, mm -hmm. such a great brother. Uh, anyway, he called me like in 20 minutes. <laughs> he says, Oh my gosh, man, I watched your audition 20 times. <laughs> and I watched with my wife, too. It's awesome. I love you, man. Will you be in my movie? I said, yes, I'd love to be in the movie. And we talked, like, close to two hours, um, just about, you know, each other and, you know, what we were doing and then the character. Um, and uh, it's interesting that I grew up Catholic up in New York, and um, I just felt like the killer had these um, – kind of Catholic undertones to him. Um, 
And so we developed the whole story and the backstory for him. And it's just, just awesome. It's just, you know, and I just felt like, um, it's probably the most fun I've ever had doing a role. Uh, plus I got to work with awesome people <laughs> like Julie. I got to kill her. Well, almost kill her. <laughs> Yeah, he skinned her face off. Yeah, yeah. Close, close, I got enough. Yeah. <laughs> close enough. Yeah. <laughs> Where uh, was that in the original script? Like the the religious undertones and some of the dialogue. Well, yeah, there's a there's you know there's some uh, yeah it's some like scripture that he quotes, but <laughs> but that you know he's you know obviously got kind of like a god complex, you know, and he um, but I wanted to, I wanted to take it back. Because a lot of um, the early days, like in up in New York, um, you know, like in the 1940s, 50s, in there, just just in the inner city, in the in the um, boroughs of New York, in the darker places, you know, Catholicism. I mean, it's, it's pretty much the the religion up there, and it gets very legalistic and harsh, right? I went to Catholic school. I mean, you know, I thought all the stories about the nuns slapping you on the hands with rulers and stuff. It's all true. That's what, you know, that's what I went through and it could easily turn you away from, from your faith. And I think that, that the killer, he, um, you know, he just had it difficult when he was young. We talked about, you know, an abusive mother and a single parent and blah, 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 blah. And that's how we kind of developed um, the pathway for him to turn, you know, and, um, you know, we, you know, people don't do that overnight. Um, it's a, it's a series of events in their life and, and choices, you know? And, um, I think that out of his frustration with himself, with his situation and with what he saw. So, so he had a, he's got this really great moral foundation, but he turns it 100 80 degrees on its head, he becomes God himself, you know, and, and he's going to meet out the justice. He doesn't see anybody else doing it. So he takes it upon himself uh, to meet out um, the justice. And uh, of course that's warped. Um, but hopefully it gave, you know, the, the killer um, different levels, you know, and uh, hopefully people picked up on that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'll just say, you know, for both of you, you and Julie, for, you know, as actors, like uh, when you come up with a backstory for the character, even if it's not like told in the movie for the audience, you know, I always think that adds something, even as an audience member, mm -hmm. like you could tell there's something, you know, to the character. And what does that, how does it help you as an actor, you know, play that character, I guess? Jules? I was going to say, I've been talking more than you have. <laughs> um yeah, I think it, I think it depends on the character. What the funny, Antonio and I talked about it. And the funny thing is, um, I could relate to Sarah in a lot of ways. Um, I'm not a single mom, but you know, like I, I don't eat meat either. I'm vegetarian. And so like that was already in the script. Um, and there, I think a lot of things in her personality in terms of, um, resorting to sarcasm, um, when you're dealing with hard shit, you know, I just, there were a lot of things personality wise um, and character choices in the script I already could relate to. So I, I didn't really do as much backstory. Like I think that we briefly talked about, well, where's, where's the father, where's Hunter's father. 
or I'm sorry, Hunter's name of the actual kid, Shepherd. <laughs> where is where is Shepherd's father? Um, and I, I, I think I, one of us, but we kind of agreed that who the fuck cares? He's not in the picture. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where he is. He's not here and I'm moving forward. And so that was kind of, um, that was the most we did in terms of that backstory was like, Oh, it doesn't, doesn't really matter because he doesn't matter. Um, yeah. I, we didn't, I didn't do as much work though. I mean, I'm also wasn't playing a psychopath, so <laughs> I, didn't, <laughs> right. I didn't have to right. stretch. <laughs> well, I'm glad that Barry did have to stretch. He didn't just be like, <laughs> well, I really it, relate to this guy. And well, it, it, you know, it's, it's, um, it's, it's great to, you know, I don't know. I don't always do these deep backstories for every character I play. Sometimes it's just fine. Um, find experiences in your own life that match up with the character you're playing and live at, live it out that way, you know, but you know, I haven't killed anybody, of course. Um, and, uh, you know, you I, need, say that here. I needed it. Not that anybody <laughs> knows about, uh-huh. no, I needed it to, to, um, to provide some of my motivation. And then also you know, the thing is, um, these killers like that, they're not, simple people they're very complex people and they're often very intelligent and um i i wanted to try to bring you know and, and you watch you know anthony hopkins as hannibal lecter and just just his you know that simplicity that he plays that character it's mm-hmm. it's never anything big it's never anything mm-hmm. loud or rarely and i love that and i and i use that too to try to par- pattern the killer. Um, and, but all of this, you know, me and Antonio talking and then me developing more the backstory, where he came from, what could lead somebody to get to this point to break and then to have this, you know, to embrace this God complex and actually carry it out. Um, it was all important for me to have that kind of living in me so that it hopefully would come out authentic, um, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't have any experiences like, well, I do, I do as far as, you know, religion and growing up as a Catholic and, and I'm, I'm a man of faith anyway. Um, but, um, you know, uh, it, it was important to me to develop those backstories. And, and frankly, um, and I think maybe Julie, Julie will attest to this. Um, the bad people are always more fun to play sometimes because it, it's so much deeper and, yeah. it, and, it, and it, 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 it takes so much more out of you and you have to give so much to it. And, and while it's challenging, it's, um, it's very fulfilling yeah. to be able to do that kind of work. <clears throat> yeah, the more, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, the more challenging, the more fulfilling it is. I think a lot of actors agree with that because, because I loved playing Sarah. I don't want to say it was easy, you know, um, but it was, I didn't have to like stretch much for the character per se, but like I played a psychotic killer for a short film a handful of years ago. And that was probably one of the more fun things I had done because I had to stretch myself so much because I was um, horrifically killing this woman for a toy because it was black Friday and she took the last toy and I wanted it for my kid. <laughs> and so I was horrifically like killing her over it. Um, the commentary of course being consumerism in the U S but, um, 
that was a fun way of ta- of that topic. But yeah, like stretching yourself and having to dig in terms of what would cause a normal person to do this because, um, yeah, and that's I think why serial killers are so interesting, you know, in the first place for so many people because we're just like, why? What would, and do I have the makings of a serial killer? Does my neighbor, you know, like what could cause someone to want to do these things? And yeah, it's a fun psychological thing, I'm sure. Yes. Uh, here in the chat, <laughs> uh, Martin uh, W. Payne said uh, that he loved the movie. He got to see it on Horror on Sea uh, Film Festival in the UK. And uh, so uh, did you guys get this? I don't know if you got to see it in the UK, but did you get to see any at any of the festivals? Did Barry, did you? No, no I just came up to the premiere in Louisville. That's, yeah. 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 Yeah, so you got to hear, like, audience reactions, like, yes. live. It was so, great, yeah. Yeah, that was, you know, here in, so here in Louisville, we have a big old theater called the Louisville Palace, and it's, I forget how old it is, I should know. <laughs> I was born and raised here, um, but it's gorgeous. It's a beautiful old building, and I think it seats up to a 1,000 people, but anyway, and we had, I don't know, a handful of hundreds um, people there. And so it was really cool to hear all the reactions. And I got to see the, uh, the, the first premiere in Cincinnati at horror hound. And that was oh, super cool. cool. Yeah. That was cool too. Yeah. I think horror movies and, and comedies are the best to watch with a crowd. Cause you yeah. know, the interaction with the audience, either laughing or, you know, reacting to, to yeah. something. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, the, the reaction in my face being torn off was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> was that the first time you saw the finished movie with the audience, or had you seen it, you know, before you get to you saw it in the theater? Hmm. Um, did Antonio send it to you, Barry? No, I hadn't seen the final, final cut. Oh, you hadn't. No. Okay. Um, I think I saw the final before. Well, I saw, I think I saw a closer completion. I don't remember if uh, prior to Horror Hound, if I saw like with the final music and special effects and everything. Right. Yeah. But I think I saw, I saw it mostly completed. I think I've seen many various versions of it. Yeah. Is it hard to watch a movie you're in as a movie as opposed to like, you know, like the memories of, of making the movie? If you don't suck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's always a fear. I think. Um, for actors, I mean, you, you, you know, you don't, um, you know, while you're doing it, you know, hopefully you're, you're in the moment and, and you're not really thinking about how I look or what, you know, you're just, mm. you're just there. And then you trust the professionals around you to capture it, to, to have the lighting right, to, you know, set the camera correctly and blah, 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 get the audio. Um, and we certainly had that you know, a team of professionals. Um, so it is fun to see the finished product because, um, you never know really the magic really happens in the editing room. You know, Mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's where everything you can create any kind of, uh, emotion or tension that you want just by the way you edit stuff, you know, and then, and then, and then the music, it's like, you know, you can watch a movie without the, without the soundtrack, 
<laughs> and it's one thing. And then you add, you put the music in and it can, you can change the movie into anything you want. Like a scene that it can, it can be comedic and it can be uh, dramatic just by the movie. I mean, by the music that, that you lay underneath it. And it's, it's amazing to watch all that come together. And um, I, I was really uh, impressed and pleased with the, with the finished product. I thought, I mean, for like no budget, um, Antonio created something really that we, that I think I can speak for the whole cast that we're all very, very proud of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it's speaking of, you know, the editing and the music alone changing the entire tone. Have you seen where someone took the, tr- took a, took footage from the shining and turned it into like a father son, like yeah. drama. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so case in point. Yeah. It's it, the editing. Yeah. That really does make a huge difference. And then, it's funny how before music, it can just be really awkward and dry, but then with music, it just has a whole new level. And we had amazing people working on it, people from Italy um, working on uh, the music for it. And um, or sound, I think maybe just sound mixing. We had, we had good people, lots of good people involved. Um, <laughs> you know, the score is great. I, I love the yeah, score. I think it really adds no, a lot to the movie. I loved it. No, for me, the funny thing is like, yeah, I'm extremely proud of this. Um, it looks and sounds amazing. Um, I know I'm biased, but we have an amazing cast. Like I couldn't have asked for better people. Barry, I don't know if you heard me saying this, but I was talking about how I could not have asked for a better scene partner in the face ripping off scene um, and or leading up to it rather. And, but no, for me though, it's more of a, it's so funny. Like literally to this day, I will think about why did I say that line that way? I should have gone up, not down, you know, like I'll think about, Oh, I should have, you know, I should have hit this or whatever. And it's silly how you nitpick. And like, I feel, I think most people probably watching it would hopefully <laughs> not have those thoughts, but I don't know. I think like you, if you rehearse it so many times before and then you do it and you try it a few different ways when you're filming and then they pick the best one, the best take, that's the best, maybe it's the best technically, you know, in terms of, Oh, things are in focus, things are lit, things are in frame. Her acting isn't terrible. So we'll just keep it, you know, like whatever, um, the reasoning is because there's so many factors that go into choosing one take out of however many you took and a lot of it is technical and like in that regard because there are scenes where I'm like lying down you know or like I'm crying and so it was funny there were a few times where Cody our DP I would be like do I look fat just because it's like or do you see nose hairs you know like because it's going to be an HD <laughs> so it's like I want to know these things and so but they were very accommodating and very, they, they were aware of those, those things when we filmed. Yeah. Julia talked about the scene, you know, the, the big, the dialogue scene that leads up to her being her face being skinned. Uh, uh, what, what were your, what are your memories of that Barry? Well, it was cold. <laughs> she had said the it same. Was, yeah. It was really cold. And I, I just had a, a t-shirt, uh, short sleeve t-shirt, pair of pants, and a leather apron on. And I was, I was literally, I mean, it was like eight degrees in this building, you know? Yeah. And I would, I would come home um, to my motel room every night and stand in the shower for like 30 minutes, just trying to thaw out. And 
And another interesting thing was I was um, about, I don't know, a month and a half out from open heart surgery. Oh, wow. Because ah. I had a, my mitral valve repaired. Yeah. Um, so they went in robotically, so it wasn't a crack open the chest. But still, it was amazing that I was there shooting a movie, you know, that close to, to the surgery. Um, so, and it was, it, you know, it, it provided some difficulties. But um, I think, it, you know, it's funny when you – when you don't have like a big crew and lots of gear, um, it's a, it's a little harder to, to kind of get in the moment, you know, cause like stuff that I've done, um, you know, network TV and that kind of stuff. I mean, you got, you got everything set up and, and you have this, this, um, uh, I don't know how to put it, but you can, you can, um, it allows for you to be in the moment. It's, it's like, it's built for you to be in the moment. There's a lot of respect for actors. Not that we didn't have respect on set, but you know, there was a lot of stuff going on and you know, only a few people to do it and it took longer and you, you have to wait. And, um, and you know, those kind of scenes like with Julie and I, I mean, those are, those are hard and you, know, you got to stay in this mindset, you know, and any little thing can pull you out. And so I would go and like stand by the heater, the space heater, and just I had a hoodie that I wore in between scenes, and I just put it over my head and just kind of hide, you know, because I wanted to stay in in the moment and in the character, you know, and um, so so during those you know during those moments you you just you, you know well one of the things I want to say is too. Julie's right. We had great actors, but, but it was the chemistry. Mm-hmm. Like we're all friends now. Yeah. You know, it, it's not like most of the time as an actor, you go on set and you leave and that's it. You don't ever talk to anybody ever again. It's you're done. But we all became friends. We all mm-hmm. still talk to one another over Facebook. You know, I call Anthony uh, Antonio, sorry, all the time. And we talk, you know, I talk to John Wells often, Julie and I message, you know, every now and then too. And, and, um, Andrew, I was in a project here in Atlanta with him. Oh yeah. Um, Swipe club. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I mean, that's rare. You don't, you don't get that often and, and you don't get this, um, cohesiveness, you know, it was like, it, it, it was just awesome, you know? And so when Julie and I are working together, I mean, it's just, you know, it's just two, I think, capable actors. Um, <laughs> um, I'm, I'll say it, you know, I mean, we're, we're not, you know, I mean, we've done it before. I mean, we, we studied, we did the work and we're just, we're just in the moment with one another. And, um, and that was, you know, I could say that too, you know, about Daniel. Daniel and I have become really good friends. We talk often and he's great actor. And, and, you know, our scenes were all, you know, really had just connection, you know, and it's so, so it's fulfilling to do, it's fulfilling as an actor to create your character and, and, and to perform it and really be in it. That's incredibly fulfilling, but the most fun is when you get to work with 
other people that have put in the work and there's this chemistry there and there's the flow. And that's because that's when the magic happens. That's when everything else is tuned out. You don't see the cameras. You don't see the people. You don't notice the lights. It's just you and your scene partner and you're there and you're creating something that really doesn't exist, but it's happening right then. That's, it's an amazing it's an amazing feeling to be a part of something like that. And I think it's maybe Julie will agree with me that it's, it's what I think it's what keeps us going in this unforgiving, brutal industry that we're in. Yeah. It's those moments that really keep, keep, keep me auditioning and auditioning and auditioning and getting rejected, 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 rejected over and over and over. Um, so that, you know, there's there's an opportunity to to get to those moments you know and and i'll say this i'm so thankful to antonio for casting me because hollywood would have never even allowed me to audition for that role i would have never even gotten the sides um but antonio gave me an opportunity and so i'm so thankful for that because it was just an awesome role to play i actually really quick um really quickly so a couple of things so when you were talking about staying in the scene and little things can take you out of it so when we filmed that it was the it was the day before the last day of shooting so i think you had to like fly out that evening like so after I, I drove, yeah. Or drove. Yeah, yeah you drove yeah. out and so um so but that was the day before our final sh- uh uh, day and our final day of filming was the opening office scene, which is very dialogue heavy for me. And just from being in the cold, um, which by the way, this is not nearly the same thing, but I had recovered from the flu a week prior. I was oh, diagnosed, really? I was diagnosed with the flu. I had to go to the ER. Um, it was like December 30th. It was right before new year's. Um, I went to the ER cause I was like, yeah, my fever is 104.5. I should probably, I'm sweating profusely and it's like, you know, it's, um, and so I went to, and they were like, oh yeah, you have the flu. And so, and I was like, oh, I film in eight days. And so I Tamiflu rest. And then like we were filming the next week or whatever, you know, eight days later. And yeah. so not the same thing as surgery. I am not saying it's the same thing, but, no, it's- uh, but because of that, from having recovered from the flu and then it was cold, you know, we have all the exhaust or whatever from the heater. And so my voice was not in the best shape. And so when it came time for that, basically in between takes of my and Barry's scene, I was running down to the level that had like all the food and everything and making myself tea just so I could preserve my voice. Cause I was like, I have to have a voice for tomorrow. <laughs> and that was like my thought, but, um, but no, and I also wanted to touch on, so the biggest, the biggest reason why when I, so there's two things, two big reasons why when I auditioned for this, I didn't think I was going to get it. One, Antonio had no idea who the hell I was. And he knows plenty of amazing actresses here in Louisville, across the U S hell across the world. Um, and he had no idea who I was and I didn't think I would stand out at all whatsoever. Um, that was one. And then two, when he sent me, when they sent me the slides, um, there was a line that had been altered in the script and the line initially was, so it's a scene where I'm being uh, kicked out by the security guards when Brad's fired me. 
the line in the film was, are you kidding me? Two security guards to escort one woman? I can help myself, bitches. Well, the original line was, are you kidding me? Two security guards for a 95-pound woman. Now, let me tell you, I'm five <laughs> foot, I am five foot nine. Right. <laughs> um, if I weighed 95 pounds, I would look very different than I look now. <laughs> Let's just say that. And so, so um, initially, I had changed the line to, to reflect my actual weight, which is not 95 pounds. And so that being said, like, I am not, I'm not skinny, never have been. Um, if real Holly, Hollywood would never have considered me for this role because I don't look like Jennifer Lawrence. And, um, and that's something too, where when Antonio, it was because the funny thing is he didn't call me after my audition, um, but he emailed me and there were lots of exclamation points, which I came to find out when I met him, that's just how Antonio talks. Lots of exclamation points. Yes. <laughs> and so, <laughs> that's true. And so um, I love Antonio so much. And so like I met him at the coffee shop and that's when he was like, I, you know, I love it. And he offered me the role and I was like, oh, really? Well, how much weight do you need me to lose? And he was just like, if you want to, you can, you're going to be in a hazmat suit. Like you're not getting naked. And I was just like, Oh, okay. Like that's, and it, yeah, it's a thing, you know, like typical Hollywood wants different things, which I, I've, I'm not sensitive about it. I've grown to expect it. That's just the way things are. But because of that, I was like the whole time, like he wants me no way. And so that was very, it was very nice. I was very happy with the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, Antonio is great. I've had him on the show and uh, became friends with him. And uh, he's a very positive guy. Exactly what you guys were saying about him. <laughs> and yeah, he is very exclamation point. Uh, <laughs> yes. in talking yes. and, and in messages. Yeah. <laughs> uh, some questions here from the, uh, the chat room. Uh, Josh Stifter wants to know uh, what was the most challenging part of the movie considering the budget? That might be more of an Antonio question. But. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, Barry. Um, I feel like probably the locations. I feel like just staying on track because you had time constraints because you didn't live in Louisville. Right. And same with Andrew and Daniel. I think that I think the schedule probably was just challenging. Um, and then and then Vincent, of course, our special effects person, <laughs> is from LA. Yeah. So I think that the I think that just the time because the day started out like nine hours, 10 hours, and then it very quickly became like 16 hours. Yes. So I feel like well, that I think probably. too, I think, um, so I think uh, the cold, because typically if, if you're on like a SAG film, there's all kinds of stuff um, to help you with that. Okay. Like, mm -hmm. um, like I was on the resident, um, a few months ago and it was kind of chilly outside. And I mean, they were kind of, you know, they had jackets for me, you know, hand warmers, you know, a trailer, uh, you know, hot chocolate, whatever I wanted. It was constant, just, you know, and you can't do that on a low budget, you know, you yeah. just can't afford to do that. So, there was that, and and then, you know, what we're used to, Julie and I are used to on, on, you know, like network TV or SAG pictures, you know, you have, you know, at least two cameras, 
sometimes up to four cameras. So when you do, so, so like for instance, when you take a scene, you know, we're going to get the camera catching Julie's um, reactions and then they're going to turn around and then get mine, you know, so they get Julie's mm -hmm. performance and get my performance. So those are, and, and, and then, you know, within each one of those, you're going to get a, a wider shot, a closer, and then a really extreme close up. So all these takes for all of these different shots with one camera takes a lot longer than if yeah. you have multiple camera setups. So I think that's, um, a challenge. And, and again, it's what I'm talking about. It's like, so for the actor, you got to stay in your moment throughout all those constant changes and, and the time, the length of time. Like when you got a crew of 30, 40, 50 people, a, a camera turnaround takes, you know, three minutes or five minutes, you know, but when you only have like three or four, it, you know, it's, there's a lot involved and it just takes longer. Um, and, uh, and I'll tell you, I know Antonio, he just, you know, he's always thinking about the actors. He's always mm -hmm. apologizing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's like, I'm so sorry. We don't know. You know? And, <laughs> and, you know, we're just thrilled to be there. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and really, really the thing is, is um, when, when you find a script like this, it, it, all that other stuff really doesn't matter that much, you know, because as, as actors, I mean, this is what you want to do. These are the kind of roles you want to get and you don't get them that often. And it's like, when you get them, it's like, you're so grateful for them. And, and you just want, you're just concentrating on doing your best and enjoying the moment. And so I, I you know, I won't say that I wasn't miserable at times in the cold, but, but I knew you know, we were there, we we're making something really great. And, and I think part of it actually helped me <clears throat> channel the character, you know, that discomfort, although, you know, the killer, you know, he's, he's, um, there's not much that, 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 um, that bothers him. <laughs> you know, he's very, he's very calm in what he does. Um, because he knows he feels like he's got all the power, you know, mm -hmm. and he did. Um, but, um, and, and there was a, there was a certain weird righteousness to what he was doing, you know? Um, but that element of cold there really, I think helped me focus more, you know, on, on staying in the moment, even with all these other changes going on. And I'm sure Antonio would be able to add, a lot more because I mean he had the <laughs> you know I mean his wife is great too she got all this food together for us oh, it was yeah. just awesome I mean we didn't we didn't want for food on set um so you know overall I think there's nothing really that bad you know it was it was all well done well put together for 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 having no budget I mean it was very impressive mm -hmm. Uh, what you said about your character there, I always think the best villains are villains uh, who are in their mind doing what they think is right. Yeah. Yeah. I love Thanos for that reason. Exactly. Yeah. He's not wrong. No, he's not. <laughs> That's what back. makes it interesting. Like he's yeah. <laughs>
I agree. Well, and then one of the things we were, we were hoping with the character is to create more um, tension for the viewer is that we were hoping that people would actually come to like the killer, you know, and then they had to wrestle with that feeling. Well, I kind of like him, you know, but he's a serial killer. I can't like a serial killer, you know. Well, but we tried I, to add. There are times when I've seen interviews with real serial killers, and they are interesting or charismatic, yeah. and yeah, uh, it makes you question yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I and 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 I love the fact that Antonio threw in some humor um, for the killer. It, it just lightened the moment. And there were there were some other things that didn't make it into the film that was, <laughs> I would love to see how they turned out. Um, there's a great scene when I'm piling up body parts and I don't know, just in the moment it came into my head to start whistling joy of man's desiring (laughs) while piling up body parts. (laughs) And so, um, I actually came back to my studio and, 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 and ADR that for Antonio, but he, I guess it just didn't fit the film, but it was a real, fun kind of creepy moment where the killers just, I mean, this beautiful, you know, song that came out of the church, you know, Jesus, Yesu, joy of man's desiring. And he's, he's whistling while he's piling up body parts. You know, it's just that, that dichotomy of, of who the killer is, you know, um, he just, uh, he doesn't even get that he's piling up body parts, right. you know, while he's whistling, he just thinks, He's he's doing God's business. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the other questions we covered, but I do. Alexander Hawk did uh, bring up that he felt sorry for the Goonies poster that was covered in blood. <laughs> yeah, was very, that was a shame. <laughs> that's the main tragedy, I guess. <laughs> tragedy. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, I love the movie. And uh, do you guys know? Um, I know it's out, so people can uh, can they get it? Is it both physical and, and video on demand? Yeah, it's uh, you can get uh, DVDs and Blu-rays at like I think everywhere: Best Buy, Walmart, Target stores where you buy DVDs. Um, <laughs> I don't. I, I I like stream everything, but it's on Amazon Prime. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's on Prime now, and it's also yeah. on. It's not on Netflix. Netflix people always like. What about Netflix? And it's like, no, yeah. Netflix has a really weird. It's they have a, hard to get on Netflix. Yeah, this is a really limited uh, independent horror section on, a uh, really horror section all on on Netflix. Yeah, but definitely streaming off Apple too. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. It, it's funny you mentioned about streaming because I'm always a guy who says, "Oh, all the physical copies," and I have all these DVDs. But a lot of times, even though if I know I have the DVD or Blu-ray, it's like it's easier if I know it's just streaming somewhere yeah. as opposed to yeah. go pick up. It sounds really both. lame as opposed to go picking up the DVD yeah. and putting it in. But. No, I will do both actually. I'll, like, I'll watch something on, I'll stream it, and then I'm like, oh, I want, I want to own this, even uh-huh. though I could stream it. Right, I, right. It's well, weird, it's, I guess it's like supporting yeah. it, you know. You're paying, right. Plus, I yeah. do like to watch the specials and listen to commentary tracks yeah. and things like that. So, uh, where can people follow both of you? Not like to your homes, but, you know, online. See where you're <laughs> Um, so I am on, I'm, I do, I do far less acting and interesting things than Barry does, but I'm on Facebook. Um, Julie Striebel, you can spell my name. It's yeah. I'm just Julie Striebel, like dash actress. And it's, 
they can follow me there. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm on Facebook. I'm, I'm the only Barry Victor Piacente on there and Instagram at Barry Piacente. And, um, you know, we, uh, we appreciate people stopping by and visiting and saying hello. Uh, we need the support. And stop by uh, One Must Fall, too. Yeah. On Facebook and Instagram um, and just say hello. Um, and then, you know, the biggest thing people can do other than stream it is email or Facebook message Antonio and, and encourage him to do a follow-up, a sequel. <laughs> yeah. We talked about it. Because you know? we're both still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we, we could totally scars, but yeah. We could have another face off. Ah. Uh, we could totally do <laughs> I'm there. sorry guys. I am right. not I am not a comedic actress. That's <laughs> that was that yeah. was awesome. I liked it, yeah. That we both approved. So, yeah. <laughs> face off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do it. And also I know it's a, it's really important for independent film yeah, to go on the IMDB page and uh and read yes. it. Yeah. yeah. Please do that. Yeah. Yeah, go do that. I was going to say, I'm on Instagram too, but it's mostly food and cats. Like, I'm not going to lie. I like to cook. I have a lot. I've been making bread. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's as you do during a pandemic. Right. So it's mostly cats and cooking. Yeah, but you can yeah. follow me on Instagram if you want, if you like those things. Yeah. There's even some cooking <laughs> stuff on my Without Your Head Instagram, which probably yeah. has no, shouldn't be there, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> I think it's cool. So I anyway, yeah, food's good. <laughs> Yeah, I like that stuff. So I want to thank both of you for coming on. It's been really fun. You're yeah, welcome. Thank Thanks you. for having us. Yeah. And uh, have a good rest of the weekend. You too. Yeah. Stay safe, everybody. Thank yes. you. Yes. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, Jules. Bye. Good to see you, Barry. You too. <laughs> Bye. Bye. From ancient terrors to the search for modern-day conspiracies, the tomb of Nick Cage is the new sound in horror rock. Uncover the mystery of old world horror for the new world order on iTunes, Amazon, and more. The Tomb of Nick Cage. Find out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, The Tomb of Nick Cage.